When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, live from Ludie's Country Store and Barbecue, on Harvey Road in College Station, this is the Buzz Williams Show, brought to you by Bud Light. This basketball season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Please drink responsibly. Texas Ford, official truck and SUV of Texas A&M Athletics, and by Ludie's Country Store and Barbecue. Barbecue. Visit Rudy's.com to find real Texas barbecue near you. Now, here is the voice of Texas AM basketball, Andrew Monaco. It is so good to be back here at Rudy's 504 Harvey Road in College Station and our next edition of the Buzz Williams Radio Show as the Fighting Texas Aggies. Oh, we've got a lot to catch up on uh, since we've since we've Last been together, kind of alternating wins and losses are the Aggies this past Tuesday, an outstanding win at Tennessee. The week before that, a win at Missouri, and wouldn't you know it, it is Missouri that is in on, what's today, Monday? So that's tomorrow, tomorrow at Reed Arena, the 8 o'clock tip between the Aggies and the Missouri Tigers. Second meeting 
in SEC play, and it was two Tuesdays ago that the Aggies went into Columbia and won 66-64 to in that game. The Aggies are 4-4 four and four in conference play after this past week. We'll get a chance to talk to head coach Buzz Williams about the last couple of weeks, about this team, about the progress of these players. We've got at least one question. We invite your questions. They are right here. So that is what is ahead on the Buzz Williams radio show? And a little bit later on, we will talk with Luke Hillen, who is the director of internal basketball ops. Fascinating. He will take over. Remember, coach has to go. Um, he's got to coach this team. We play at 8 o'clock, so the 24-hour uh, rule is invoked in the practice rule. So uh, we will have Buzz, and then we will have Luke on this edition of the Buzz Williams radio show. We will take our first break, and then we will come on back to Rudy's 504 Harvey Road for tonight's edition of the Buzz Williams radio show. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Savion goes back to J.J. on the right wing beyond the arc. Ten to shoot. Attacks on that right wing. Into the paint. Out to Savion. High on the right wing. Pitch left side. Foul on extended left side. Chuck swish. For Wendell Mitchell, back-to-back double-figure games, 13 at Georgia. He had 23, which was a season high the game before at Tennessee. As we continue with the Buzz Williams radio show, Aggieland Outfitters is the leader in Aggie gifts and apparel. Visit their flagship location on University Drive, in College Station, or online at AggielandOutfitters.com. We continue with the Buzz Williams radio show, and the head coach of the Fighting Texas Aggies joins us. Howdy, Coach. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing just great. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. We have Missouri tomorrow. We have South Carolina on Saturday. It's been a while since we've gotten together. This is a team buzz that put together a, tuple, a couple terrific um, road victories this past Tuesday at Tennessee, the Tuesday before that, Missouri, um, and showed when this team plays with effort, when this team rebounds, when this team, I think you use the word, has the juice. Yep. They give themselves a chance to win. Those were the highlights since we've last been together. Yeah, I think when we have uh, great juice, competitive spirit, fight, energy, uh, toughness, all of the adjectives uh, that are the same, I guess, um, then we have a chance. And if we don't have those things, then we don't have a chance. And it's not because of the opponent. It's not because of locale. That's just um, where we're at. Mm -hmm. And that's the sp specific recipe that we have uh we the, we don't have an escape valve uh we don't have someone that we can throw it to and go hey everything's not working can you help us out we, we don't have that and so everything that we're doing is hard and it's hard on both ends and so there's nowhere to hide and that's okay um, I never got a hall pass when I was a kid because the teachers didn't trust me on what I would do out in the hall, right? So if you need to go to the restroom, you go to the restroom in between classes. But when class is going on, you got to go to class. And that's what our team is. Uh, we, we don't have a hall pass. And so when we play with those intangibles, then we have a chance. Right. And when we don't, um, we don't have a chance. And so um, – we need to see if we can find some consistency in our effort and in our fight and in our spirit and in our togetherness. And if we are able to find some consistency in that in February, then, then uh, maybe we'll have more chances for a good result. Um, 
but we came a long way in January sure relative to where we were in December. And so hopefully um, we can find some level of maturity to take the next step this month. I, I want to revisit something that you said on Tuesday, and just in case people did not get a chance to to hear you post game, Buzz joins us every post game, Dr. John Thornton and me, and you and you said during the game that you never looked at the score, you didn't coach to the scoreboard, and the more I thought about that, Buzz, I thought, you know what, I didn't think you, ha I shouldn't. I didn't think you had to, because when you see that kind of effort, you know that scoreboard is kind of going to take care of itself. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you jokingly said, isn't that nuts? I'm not coaching to the scoreboard. But you could see that in front of your eyes, that that was an A&M team on that night that was giving supreme effort at Tennessee. It was easily the best um, fight together group on a given night we've had not even close whatever would be second would be a distinct second mm -hmm. um tennessee's a ncaa tournament team really good players hall of fame coach uh i had never been at tennessee within the facilities i've seen distinctly first in our league relative to facilities support uh people in the stands people in the in the uh what do you call the where all the fancy people go at the uh, club level at the club level <laughs> and the suites uh it was unbelievable um but i thought that how we competed was at a level that we haven't even broached that and that we were able to do it from start to finish even even when they went ahead i think they were ahead 39 32 in the second half mm -hmm. and uh no flinch mm -hmm. Uh, we didn't blink. I'm not exactly sure how we can bottle that up. We did not have that on Saturday. And that goes back to on again, off again. Um, and I'm not exactly sure how to justify that. There is no justification, but we do know that that's the, that's the issue. And that's what we've got to try to solve this month if we can. And But Tuesday night is a game that I'll remember um, for a long, long time, not just because of Texas A&M, just of all of the games that I've been able to be a part of. I thought the fight and the togetherness was at an elite level from start to finish, and it's rare that you have that. And it's that's why we took a picture before I talked to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to remember it. Yeah. I, I wanted to remember who was in the fight. I wanted them to remember it. I sent the picture to the kids. Uh, I sent the picture to the staff like uh, th those are those are nights that you'll always remember as a as a competitor up next for the Aggies tomorrow night eight o'clock at Reed Arena the Fighting Texas Aggies host Missouri 730 with the Bud Light tip off show basketball and barbecue lovers know the perfect brisket needs the right wood Rudy smokes all their meats using their delicious signature rubs and 100 percent oak fired pits get your real Texas barbecue fixed today at Rudy's or on the web at Rudy's.com. When we come back, much more with the head coach of Texas A&M, Buzz Williams, as the Buzz Williams Radio Show rolls on from Rudy's 504 Harvey Road here in College Station. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Off the heel, deep rebound, QE's all alone. Edwards chasing it, but he rocks the rim with the dunk. Man, that is Quentin Jackson 
for the Aggies, and he is just special when uh, he is out all alone, when he is playing defense, and as he says, going downhill. And Quentin Jackson has, uh, boy, when he's all alone, something special. More on cue in just a little bit with Buzz Williams. A reminder that this basketball season, Natty Light Seltzer's crashing the party hard. Texas A&M meet Natty Light Seltzer, your new game day necessity. Drink it responsibly. With the head coach of Texas A&M, Buzz Williams, I'm Andrew Monaco. Glad you're with us. And uh, we hear that highlight of cue. And, Buzz, I want to ask you, it seems more and more that, that Quentin Jackson is starting to realize that he can affect the game on the defensive end. That defense translates into offense. And then talking to him on Thursday, he was saying, if the other team can't score, we're going to win. And I think he's starting to see, I can make a difference on, on both sides. Is that ends what you said? Yeah, yeah. Is that something you said that he was uh, No, but that's pretty wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we are deficient offensively in many ways, so maybe if we can keep the other team from scoring, we'll have a chance. That's good. That's good that Q said it. Uh, we need him to play more than 14 minutes and foul out. Right. Uh, right. If you only play 14 minutes and you have five fouls, even if you're a, a great defender, that would be hard to say that you're a great defender if you're accumulating fouls per minute at mm -hmm. that rate. So – um, both games at Tennessee and at Georgia probably didn't play the minutes that we would have liked for him to play. Um, foul trouble at Tennessee was in foul trouble uh, in the first half at Georgia again and then didn't it was it was just trying to find some spark in the second half so didn't care that he was in foul trouble when he fouled out in yeah. the second half but he his positioning is not as consistent as it needs to be defensively. Uh, he has improved dramatically in that regard. Uh, but he has fast twitch. And so when he's in the right position and how we play, because of his quickness, he is able to make plays on the ball. Offensively, he's helped us um, very similar because he's fast twitch and he can go downhill. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we made five free throws uh, at Georgia. Um from an offensive standpoint, if we only make five, that probably means we're uh, stagnant or more than normal stagnant offensively. We're not forcing the team into rotation, so they never foul us. And we've, <clears throat> in the games that we've won, for the most part, not all of them, we're dependent upon getting free throw makes mm -hmm. because it helps our points per possession. It kind of cheats the numbers. And we need those. Um, and Q can make some plays defensively, but he's also been able to start making some plays offensively where he gets fouled. I think uh, he's for sure been fouled more per minute mm -hmm. than any player on our team. It's not even close. And as he's been able to get a little bit more consistently, more, more of a – distinct role on our team over the last month uh, his free throw makes really help us and so when he only plays 14 minutes right. it's it's not only hurting us on one end it's actually hurting us on both ends could he be a guy when this team goes through scoring droughts of being able to get to that free throw line by by attacking it's I, you wish there was someone who could bust a zone or hit an outside shot I, I, but you wonder if 
all these times. We talked to E-Man a little bit on Saturday and how Emmanuel Miller, I said he glides. He seems to be getting into better position on offense, and we're seeing some things start to blossom for him yep. offensively. It would be nice to get some of those points instead of a 7-0, 9-0 drought. Yep. If you could get a couple in there, maybe stop a run a little well, sooner. Well, like, like it, against Georgia, we didn't get in the bonus in either half. Either one. And so um, there, there was never – get to the last eight minutes, get to the last five minutes of a half, and now all of a sudden if we get fouled, now we can stop a drought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're dependent upon that. But if we never get to the bonus, then obviously that that is not something that you can take advantage of. Um, E-man gets fouled in a different way. E-man's going to get fouled uh, in that, you know, charge circle out to eight foot. You know, the four to eight foot, the charge circle is out to four feet, zero to four feet, and then kind of that next layer, Mm -hmm. four to eight feet. He's going to get fouled in there. He's going to get fouled there. He's gotten better at straight line drives, distinctly better. And then he's also in the mix for traffic rebounds, getting some of those, getting some putbacks. So he's getting fouled in probably a different manner than Q. Uh, Q uh, doesn't have a great handle. He has an adequate handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gotten stronger since he's been here. He's still frail, uh, but he is fast. He's gotten stronger, and his handle is okay. Mm-hmm. And so he can get past you on the first step and force rotation, and he's gotten better at making decisions out of that rotation. But he's kind of getting fouled in a different way, in my opinion, than E-Man. But those two guys get fouled more than anybody on our team. We need Dre at some point in his career. He will. I don't know that it's going to be this year. He's a guy that from an explosive standpoint, from a fast go-downhill standpoint, he can get fouled. Um, he's not to that in his development yet, but I think it will end up being something. You, you need to um, – this is just a, a, a statistic that I think is important in how we play. Uh, we're just kind of playing based on what gives our team the best chance now. It's not necessarily how we will play in the future. Uh, but stereotypically speaking, not year one at Virginia Tech, uh, not year one at Texas A&M, not year one at New Orleans. But if you looked at the other 10 years of our career together, our team uh, wants to score, you know, uh, 19 to 22% from the free throw line of your points. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing that, you're always going to have a chance, um, particularly if you can shoot it in the 73 or above percent range. We're not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've improved in regards to free throw makes. We've improved relative to our percentage. Um but right now, it's E-Man getting fouled in his area and kind of Q getting fouled on the way to downhill. You talked to Andre and one to watch him go to his left and use that lane line. Everyone's kind of probably expecting him to go to his right since he's right-handed. But there's also a fearlessness to him. And, and John and I at times will say, you know what, unless you look at the roster, you wouldn't always say that he's a, that he's a freshman. There's a lot of composure, a lot of maturity to that young man, isn't there? Uh, he's not scared. No. <laughs> uh, his life story speaks to mm-hmm. – uh, he's he's had a lot rougher times than playing on the road. Um, <laughs> I've, um, I've, I've, I probably haven't been quite as hard on him 
maybe as I should, and at times I've been too hard on him. Uh, I was really hard on him at Tennessee. Um, lost, lost my mind on him during a timeout. And his response, I think, is what kind of stepped up the intensity level of everything we were doing. Uh, he has no fear. Uh, he's not a full-time point. He can play the point. Um, and he'll always play the point, but he won't exclusively play mm -hmm. the point. Um, and I think how he's handled, hey, you have to run the point. You don't have a choice. And sorry that you're a freshman, but you got to play 30 minutes a game. Uh, that's a lot. And um, as his career unfolds, just like I told uh, Eman's told e mom, she was at the game, saw him play for the first time in SEC play on, on Saturday. What those two kids specifically are going through uh, as their career unfolds, they'll look back at these reps that they've been able to get, and it'll be great experience. Same thing with Aku. Mm -hmm. uh, Nebo had his worst week maybe this year uh, at Tennessee and at Georgia. It was very pedestrian-like uh, in every statistical category. But Aku had seven offensive rebounds on the road. Uh, highest number of minutes he had played, highest number of rebounds he had ever had completely changed the complexion of our team. And when it was time for Nebo to come back, I didn't want Nebo to come back because Aku was doing so much more. But that was the first public um, opportunity for Aku to play those level of minutes. But where he's going to get better is every single day he's fighting against Nebo. Right. And uh, he's supposed to be a senior in high school. He's being coached at a very intense level in comparison to what he was accustomed to. Uh, he's a year ahead of where he should be. And then upon arrival, he didn't go to summer school, didn't go to Costa Rica. So he never got any of that foundational level stuff that we were doing in those 10 days uh, of prep. Man, he's been phenomenal. And he has that same fearlessness mm -hmm. that Dre has. I, I think those three kids from a, are you scared? I don't think they're scared. I don't think they're scared to be coached. I don't think they're scared to compete. I don't think they're scared of the stage that this level brings. I don't think they're scared at all. I actually think that they're excited for the chance. Um, and for Aku to get beat up or have to compete every day against Nebo, mm -hmm. who's uh, 23 years old and right. a fifth-year senior, right. I think, again, similar to Eman and Dre, that experience is going to be very helpful for him as his career unfolds. You always talk about taking the opportunity to coach. One of the lasting images of the Oklahoma State game for me was in that second half, you and Jonathan went to the end of the bench, and you took that yep. moment – so you could be right in his ear, and you took that opportunity to coach him a little bit more, didn't you? I love him. Uh, I, I adore his spirit. Uh, he's 1,000% built on the right stuff. Um, to show up uh, the first day of school, I guess he got here on Saturday. School started on Monday. Wow. And then we started what we call individual workouts, which is not what everyone else does the day after Labor Day. Um, he has never backed away. Uh, he's gotten to the point now, even last night uh, when we were together, he's saying things that you should say when you're a junior. Wow. Um, in the text, mass text that I share with our kids, 
just me and our players. Uh, he's getting to where he's sending paragraphs of what he believes and what he believes is right. Um, our kids love who he is. Uh, I think he's probably a little more of an extrovert when he's not around me. Um, and I think, I think that's good in some ways. Um, his body transformation, you know, we take body pictures each month. Man, he's come a long way. Um, but he's – sometimes I, I'm pushing him so fast that I don't know that I'm always as good of a teacher as I need to for him mm -hmm. because he's, he's trying to um, – graduate from high school and uh, kindergarten and middle school and high school all within, you know, a hundred days. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's picked up on it. He's very bright. Um, yeah. I, I have great confidence in who he is as a person, great confidence in what he's built on uh, his host family. Those guys are through and through 1000% supportive mm -hmm. of what we're doing, how we're doing it. Uh, they don't, When's he going to play? Why ain't he playing? There's none of that. Uh, I really respect that. And that's how they were on making the decision to come here. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I love Aku. That's the head coach of the Fighting Texas Aggies. He's Buzz Williams. Come on back to Rudy's and the Buzz Williams Radio Show. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Gritty is an absolute game-changing provider of electricity. They're giving Texans access to wholesale electricity with no markups, all for a membership of just $9.99 a month. We continue with the Buzz Williams Radio Show. We are at Rudy's 504 Harvey Road here in College Station, and it is question time for Coach Buzz. And Steve asks, has your team identity changed from non-conference to conference play? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's changed. I think it's uh, you can see it coming to life more. Uh, I think the itinerary of what we do each day uh, since we started has been built on what we want our identity to be. Um, as far as the plays we run and those sorts of things, uh, I don't think that that personally is part of your identity. But with each passing day, I think we've done a better job of our identity coming to life more often. Um, and that's a testament to the character of our kids. And I think that's a testament to our staff of every day holding everyone accountable to those things. Bob asks, seems like the shooting and free throw isn't improving. What can a coach do to correct this? Um, sit down the bad shooters. <laughs> play the guys that can shoot uh the guys that can shoot maybe let them shoot more uh shoot more in practice bring them in the gym more often um but that's i would say that's probably the extent of it i like during your practice you have that six seven eight drill yeah that's good that's I, probably the best pressure free throw drill that i've ever come across an old coach taught me that uh maybe Maybe we've probably been doing that five or six years. Have you really? Uh, yeah, our guys, every team that we've ever done it with, they love it. And, you know, we, as you know, we do it two or three times a day, depending upon what the day is. It's probably the most realistic way to shoot free throws that matter. 
Um, and it's been good. I like the way you you. It's not the same time every practice. No, no, no. <laughs> Preferably when they're tired. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, because that's when they matter yeah. most. Ian would like to know, when did you first realize you wanted to be a college coach? Uh, Ian, I never thought I'd be a college coach, to be transparent with you. I knew I wanted to be a coach probably uh, mid-teenage years when I knew uh, that I was a very average at best player. Um, I think – the coaches in my life, not basketball, just coaches, period, uh, were so influential to me. Uh, in a little country town, the coaches were also the English teacher. They were also the math teacher. And so um, I, I played football in middle school, uh, but I loved uh, the athletic director and head football coach where I went to school. He was a two-time academic All-American quarterback uh at rice uh he's in his 70s now he emailed me yesterday um the defensive coordinator is coming to our game next week with his wife who was my english teacher um they they, they were very influential uh i wasn't smart i went to a junior college because i had to pay my own way uh, i wasn't thinking i was going to be a college coach i wasn't thinking that i was going to be a basketball coach i just wanted to be a coach mm -hmm. And I wanted to maybe at some day, some point, have the influence that those coaches had on me. And then, obviously, my relationship with Coach Orr at Navarro and then my relationship with Coach Case at Oklahoma City, uh, who's now the top assistant at Ole Miss. Um, all of those camps that I worked, including at Texas A&M when I was a freshman in college and Coach Baroni was the coach, uh, I just wanted to be around coaches. And so I never knew that it would turn into this. I wasn't trying to be a college coach. Uh, it's just uh, each step along my path, my paradigm has just been small enough that I could kind of figure that out. Be a manager at a junior college, what does that mean? Uh, be a manager at an NAI school, what does that mean? Uh, $100 a week, uh, restricted earnings coach at UTA, what does that mean? Uh, division two assistant so I could get my master's degree. What does that mean? Uh, so I never knew that it was going to turn into all of this. But in truth, I think to some degree, that's why it has turned into all of this. Right. I see all of these guys now that uh, they want to be a college coach, but really what they want to do is they want to work at UConn for Geno mm -hmm. or they want to work at Oregon because that's Nike. Right. Well, why don't you go over here and work at Blinn? Right. And then you can drive the bus and you can drive the 15-passenger van around. And then you'll figure out if you really want to coach. Mm -hmm. And so um, – but that's because that's how I grew up. That doesn't mean that those guys are wrong. Uh, my dad wasn't a coach. Uh, I wasn't a player. I'm not connected to an AAU coach. Uh, it was none of that. And so I never knew that it was going to turn into what it has turned into. But that's also why when you look at the people that I've hired, I try to hire those ones that have had a bunch of bad jobs right. or have grown up within our own industry. Um, I'm not very good with the ones that have never had bad jobs, you know. Right. Uh, I don't think that that works because you've never had to – figure it out on your own but I didn't know it was gonna turn into all of this for sure Steve Bob and thank you for those questions we're gonna uh, who, who asked the question about shooting maybe we ought to bring him Bob, in and let him do a Bob shooting expo <laughs> expedition yeah. Bob did 
Bob, we can hire you as a shooting coach. <laughs> yeah, bring you in, see if you can help us. Uh, I'm going to wrap up this segment, and then Coach has, has practice. So, uh, Missouri, interesting. This week, um, the Aggies will face two teams that they have played right. already. You talk about consistency. You want to see if this team is mature enough uh, as well to make those adjustments. Missouri, quite the challenge, I think, especially from their point guard, Drew Smith. Uh, he's got really some, good some, player. some experience. He can get to the line. Strong type. Really, really good player. Guard. Yeah, really, It's a, quite the challenge. Really good player. I remember doing a home visit. Jamie and I did a home visit with him uh, when he left Evansville. Uh, the first, we were the first coaches there to see him. Uh, I really like his game. I like those bowling ball, big guards. Uh, guys are ricocheting off of them, can make a shot, plays with great poise, non-emotional, um, great kid. Um, I think four of our next five games, including our game on Saturday, I think four of the first five games in February are mirror opponents. Yes. I think that I think that's right. Yeah. So. This will be the first, like you said, this week will be the first time that we've played the the second time, right? Right, Isn't right. That right? Missouri, yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have our hands full. It'll be interesting to see if we can uh, somehow manufacture the energy that we had at Tennessee. We've had better energy on the road, mm -hmm. in my opinion, yeah. uh, from start to finish than we have at home. And so we'll see if we can handle the next 24 hours better going into uh, tomorrow night because that's that that that's probably some of where our problems have been not just at game time it's what we're doing leading up to game time so hopefully we'll be better than that and whether we win or lose uh, like I told you uh, I want to make sure I'm not going to be here next week right, right. Uh, baby has a game and it's the only game that I can go to this year so Bob you can text me and I'll let you know our <laughs> shooting statistics uh, this week but I'm going to go to baby's game because uh, that's more important to me than doing the radio show, even though I understand it's a requirement of my job. <laughs> I got to do a better job being a dad to my own kids. And so uh, when I saw on the calendar that that was the only chance that I could be at her game. So I, that's I where I'm going to go. I don't blame you. All right. Appreciate it. Thank I just you, didn't Bryce. want anybody to think I didn't no, show up absolutely whether not. we won or lost. Absolutely not. All right. Have a great Thank practice. You. We'll see you tomorrow, Coach. That is Buzz Williams. Practice for the Aggies. Next week, we've got Jamie McNeely. He's going to be with us. Mike Econom, along with Joe Fulce and Brian Davis. That's for the entire hour. When we come back, Luke Hillen joins me. He is the Aggies Director of Internal Basketball Ops. That's all ahead as the Buzz Williams Radio Show rolls on, this is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. A reminder that Texas Farm Bureau Insurance wants to give you a VIP Aggie basketball fan experience this year. Go to 12thman.com slash maroon contest and register. One winner and a guest will receive game tickets, a VIP tour of Reed Arena, and will be recognized on the video board during the game. Register today at 12thman.com slash maroon contest. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud partner of Texas A&M Athletics. When we come back, Luke Hillen joins me as the Buzz Williams Radio Show rolls on from Rudy's 504 Harvey Road here in College Station. Stay with us. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Tacky on the left wing, Jackson. Miller curls left elbow, spins down the left lane line, goes up with the left hand. Too strong, but right to Aku. And Jonathan Aku with the putback. After all seven offensive rebounds against Tennessee on 
Tuesday, Jonathan Aku had five more rebounds, three more offensive rebounds on Saturday against Georgia. We continue with the Buzz Williams radio show. I'm Andrew Monaco, flanked by Luke Hillen, director of internal basketball ops. Luke is one of the first people I met when I interviewed. That's right. <laughs> when I That's came right. here. I remember that. Day. And somehow I got in the crossfire of two of your friends who I didn't realize went to high school together. That's right. That's <laughs> Peter right. Warden Peter. and Glenn Oskin. That's right. Second Baptist High School. Uh. <laughs> and I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. I'm waiting outside to interview. By the way, happy, a belated happy birthday to you. Thank you. That Thank was you. on Friday, correct? That's right. Yep. And Billy Kennedy's birthday was yesterday. Yes, it was. BK's yeah. birthday, so a belated happy birthday. Um, so I'm waiting to talk to I'm waiting to talk to Billy, and those two are just jabbering. <laughs> and I didn't know Luke well enough then, and I'm just looking for any kind of help here. I don't know if I'm supposed to join in. I don't know. Uh, I was <laughs> I, I was a bystander join. just like you were. I, when 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 Peter was talking, you just kind of you, you let him talk. <laughs> <Absolutely>. So <laughs> Peter's now in Minnesota. Glenn has gone on to Miami. To uh, they have been outstanding. Thanks for doing this, by yeah, the way. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry to uh, the listeners who tuned in late expecting Coach Williams. I, they're they're, they're going to be very disappointed to hear me instead, but <laughs> try to try to fill the last 15 minutes here. He okay. is something, isn't he? Yeah. I, he, he I is. love him. He's, uh, it's been really interesting because like you said, so I worked for Coach Kennedy. Uh, I started here in 2017 full-time. And, uh, and so now having the chance to spend almost a whole year with Coach Williams now, it's been, yeah. it's been really, really fun to uh, see how two, two different coaches operate, mm -hmm. uh, two coaches that have had a lot of success. Uh, Coach Williams is extremely, extremely high energy, as yep. everybody's picked up on yep. by now, mm -hmm. and, and it's been fun to watch and observe and, and learn from him. Fighting Texas Aggie class of 2015. That's right. Uh, you were a student manager for football. I was. Uh, I started up my first season in football was uh, 2012. So uh, Johnny won the Heisman that year. We were, uh, I believe, the best team in college football that year. Uh, Agreed. The, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, it was really fun. I, I did that for four years. So uh, it was Coach Sumlin's first year. Yeah. It was my first year. And then did it uh, four more, uh, graduated in 2015, and kind of down the stretch before I graduated and then a little bit after I graduated, I, start, I decided I think I want to stay in athletics administration full-time. That's what I want to do for a living. When did that, how did that opportunity come for you? Uh, Peter, Peter Ward. Really? Yeah, so I, I had met Peter. Uh, he was, at the time, the director of basketball operations, uh, and so I, I had met him a few times here and there. Uh, he went to Second Baptist. My siblings went to school at Second Baptist. Uh, my wife went to school at Second Baptist also. Uh, I did not. But, uh, but We're getting to her in just a little oh, bit, there by we go. the way. Yeah, we get to talk about her. She's <laughs> proud of her. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I just I, I hit up Peter out of the blue one day. I asked, hey, I think this is something I'd like to at least learn a little bit more about, something I, I may be interested in doing for a living. And he let me shadow him, kind of be his intern, uh, learn a little bit more about what goes on behind the scenes of uh, athletic program, college athletic program. Um, I'm not a basketball guy. I never played basketball. I don't know anything about basketball. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to get involved with anything on the court because <laughs> it's only going to get worse if that happens. So it, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, so he let me follow him around, learn a little bit from him. I was his intern, and that was in 2016. So that was the first Sweet 16 season that we yeah. had with Coach Kennedy. So that was really fun. I got to be a part of that, uh, won the SEC that year. That was really fun. Yep. Uh, Coach Kennedy helped me end up getting a job at Houston Baptist University. I was the director of basketball operations there. 
So I was there for about a year and a half, uh, one full basketball season. Yeah. And then uh, they called and asked if I wanted to come back full wow. time. So, Always nice. so I kind of found myself in this world. Does being a man or having been a manager help you with Buzz Williams, who was a manager? I think so. Uh, I think having been a football manager particularly, coach doesn't make it a secret that he likes football more than he does basketball. <laughs> and I'm the same way. <laughs> so so I, I do think it helps. I, I, uh, and I think that it helps with, I, I oversee our student managers in basketball also. So I think it helps with them that, that they know that I was, I was in, in their shoes and I, I try at least, and I need to get better at it, but I try to notice more of the little details that people don't notice with little things like uh, they hadn't cleaned the backboard in, in three weeks, you right. know? Oh, we need to wipe the backboard down because right. we got cameras looking around and everything going through there, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I do think it helps, uh, and, and I, I think that I think that Coach, like he said, he likes hiring people that have uh, had bad jobs. Uh, it, that helps. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the one thing, if if there's a common theme uh, for BK and for Coach Buzz, family yeah, is absolutely. so important to absolutely. both of them. And I think that's wonderful. Very true. Right? And I think if you played for either one of them, I've always said that, they're always going to be coach yeah, to their true. players, aren't they? Very true. He is Luke Hill, and I'm Andrew Monaco. We have one more segment, but it's going to be fascinating because we're going to talk NASCAR. We're going to talk <laughs> George Bush. I promise this is all going to tie together in our final segment of the Buzz Williams Radio Show. Stay with us. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by Texas A&M University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the express written consent of Texas A&M University and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and at Texas A&M University. Along with Luke Hillen, I'm Andrew Monaco. Glad you're with us. Final segment of the Buzz Williams radio show. I told you NASCAR was coming up in this segment. <laughs> Your dad was a NASCAR driver. He was. How uh, cool. 20 years. That's what he really? did for a living. Uh, yeah, pretty unique. He, uh, he was born in Midland, Texas. He's from West Texas. Uh, bo both my parents were. Uh, uh, my grandfather uh, was involved in auto racing, more open wheel IndyCar type stuff. Worked a lot with Al Unser. Mm -hmm. um, and so my dad grew up kind of in that world and decided he wanted to drive. And so... He packed up when he was a junior in high school and moved to Charlotte, North Carolina Get to go out. be a NASCAR driver. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. a gutsy move right there. I know. It, it, uh, it worked out all right. He, uh, <laughs> he had a long career, which was good. He, uh, he won one major uh, Winston Cup Series. It was called Winston Cup Series at the time race, uh, Talladega in wow. 1986. Wow. Talk about major. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he, he had a good career, and, it, and it, uh, it resulted in me having a very unique childhood. Oh, uh, I bet. So I was born in Charlotte. Uh, we lived there for uh, seven years until, until he retired in 2000. Uh, so I, I spent most of my childhood up until that point, uh, 36 weekends out of the year on the road. So it was, uh, no wonder it was you do our travel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like exactly. <laughs> I, I had a lot of miles under my belt when I was pretty young. So. Wow. And on the super, <laughs> did he like super speedways or did he like the smaller tracks? Do you know? I, he had more fun on the smaller tracks. Did he? Uh, yeah. he, he obviously, he won on the super speedway at Talladega. Uh, but, but he always talked about how, how much more he enjoyed the, the short tracks. Really? Uh, yeah. There, so. there was more of a... I, 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 I apologize for saying skill, because you need skill on the super speedways as well. But uh, more and more drivers really did like yeah. the, the Dovers or the, 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 those much no smaller question. trucks. No question. Bristol, Dover, Richmond, yeah. those, those types. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's definitely merit to that, that it, it, it's a, it, 
you're, you're right. Everyone, every track requires skill, right. but you can uh, get away with probably not being as skilled a driver and winning at a super speedway oh. any given any given race. Uh, on a short track, you're not going to, and the numbers back that up, a lot of the guys that have had a great deal of success have won a lot more of those races at short tracks, whereas super speedways, it, there's a much wider variance of, of wins from different drivers. He drove well before restrictor plates. It uh, was more wide open, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe... He, you'll have to check me on this. I'm not positive. Up until at least very recently, he held the uh, record for, and I'm going to botch whatever the stat is. He held the record for the fastest stock car speed recorded on a closed circuit track. Really? It happened at Pocono Raceway before before they got restrictor plates because Pocono is wide. It's like a mile wide and it's a triangle. But yeah, so he, uh, unless somebody very recently broke that in in some sort of non-sanctioned deal, I believe he still holds that. Wow. Outstanding. What, What car number? Uh, the majority of his career, he was number eight. So before Dale Jr. drove number eight, wow. that was my dad. Yeah, oh, cool. uh, his best success was uh, he was sponsored by Miller High Life, and and so he was teammates with Bobby Allison for quite a while. Uh, Outstanding. Uh, doing that. Yeah. And your wife's with the George Bush Foundation. Yeah, uh, we we joke that we moved to College Station for my job, and she ended up with a way cooler job <laughs> than I have. Uh, she's a capital campaign manager for the George Bush Foundation, George and Barbara Bush Foundation now. Um, and so when she started up with them, uh, both President Bush and Barbara were still with us. And so she had a unique opportunity to kind of oversee a lot of what went on with their funeral arrangements and stuff like that, wow. uh, which was a unique privilege for her. And so now she's uh, very involved in raising money to uh, advance everything that they're doing with the Bush Foundation. So really cool. Really Luke, exciting. thanks so much for doing yeah, this. Absolutely. You got to be here. We'll see everyone tomorrow at Reed, 8 o'clock for the tip, 7.30 Bud Light tip-off show. This has been Buzz Williams Radio Show. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. On the Texas A&M Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on Harvey Road in College Station, this has been the Buzz Williams Show, brought to you by... Natty Light Seltzer. This basketball season, Natty Light Seltzer is crashing the party hard. Texas Ford, official truck and SUV of Texas A&M Athletics. And by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Visit rudys.com to find real Texas barbecue near you. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Texas A&M Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.